When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to a Score North podcast right now, and if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form, and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Daily on Score North and ScoreNorth.com. Football. While the rest of the Minnesota world is stuffing their faces with Pronto Pups and whatever else at the Minnesota State Fair, we are grinding here on Purple Daily. Daily Vikings Entertainment, Judd. And we bring to you a fun little listicle here on this mm-hmm. uh, Labor Day Monday. Oh, you got the flag right Before we start, can can we please? It's opening week. Oh. Can we please? There it is. It's here. It's here. Thursday night it starts. Sunday it starts for the Vikings. We got it. Flag time. Finally <laughs> Let's get here. it. So we've survived the offseason. How many more sleeps until football? So Monday night sleep? Three? Tuesday, three, more, three more sleeps? And then three more sleeps? Uh, five, five or six more until Vikings Tampa Bay? So fourth, the fourth sleep would be Thursday, the fifth sleep would be Friday. So six, it would be six more six sleeps till until Vikings football. Till Vikings football. Oh my gosh, we made it here. I know we did. An we off season got through it. An off season of uh, of of a new defense, and we're going to go through essentially today five things that need to be different. By the way, for the 2023 Vikings to succeed or come anywhere close to last year's win total, but you know, we um, I think we sort of pride ourselves in making the offseason fun for you guys, the audience. And, you know, when we get notes from you, there's someone I wish I had their name. Someone sent an email over the weekend saying I've never been like big into offseason football fodder. Like when the season's over in January, I just kind of usually just go my own way. But you guys have made the offseason fun and speculative and whatever. And I think that's one of the biggest compliments that this show can get is that, hey, in the middle of June, July, post-draft, whatever it is, this is still a fun place to be if you're a Vikings fan on a daily basis. But now it's going to be really fun because Mm -hmm. the season begins. Mm -hmm. Coming off 13 wins. The pressure's on, but I don't think it's bad. And I actually, I I will stick with this. I don't think they're going to win 13 games again, but I don't think that means the team is going to be, you know, worse. And I also, I also think that this this remains very much in a window to win the division again. You know, yeah. I'm not buying. I'm not buying Detroit love until and don't forget they open on Thursday night against KC. Good luck to you, Lions. Um, the Packers, we have no idea. The Bears, I think, are going to be improved, but I think they're at least a year from being like where they're a threat yeah. to a division title. And you know, I it, it's going to be it's going to be intriguing. It's 
going to be really intriguing, but I do think that there is a chance the Vikings don't win 13 games, but win a second consecutive North. Yes. Yeah. Right now. I mean, it's like, I think the lions are still the favorite in terms of like over under win totals at the sports books. And then the Vikings are right there, but it's, it's so hard to predict what Jordan loves going to be. Justin Fields has more weapons. So, um, We'll actually let's let's thank a couple sponsors here. We'll get into your list. And I also want to set the season schedule here for Purple Daily. And we'll reiterate this throughout the week, too. But um, a shout out to our friends at TCL award winning TVs for any budget, any space, all with stunning picture quality. And TCL makes more than just TVs, mobile products, audio devices, home appliances. TCL brings you joy and simplicity through innovative technology. You can learn more at TCL.com and a shout out to our friends at Federated Mutual Insurance Company as well. It's like having a great offensive line for your business. Uh, they're all about risk management for 100 years. They elevate businesses through risk management. Uh, it's just a great protective partner to have at Federated. Federatedinsurance.com to find out more. And remember at Federated, it's our business to protect yours. So on Mondays, starting next week, we're gonna have a live Purple Daily stream nine o'clock central time every Monday morning. And I think we're trying to figure out, we, we're we gonna go live the day after Vikings games. So like this, so Monday usually, but then the second week they play on a Thursday, Thursday, we'll do our standard. We do a Friday live stream at 10 o'clock. Maybe we bump that a little earlier, just depending. But, but most Mondays, Monday after game days, nine o'clock purple daily YouTube channel, live for 45 minutes to an hour. Also on Mondays, trenches with Alex Boone. He's coming back. Nice. That's right. Football. With you involved as well. Oh, I'm looking forward to it. We've got Purple Daily on draft with our guys Tyler Fornis, Miles Gorham from Climbing the Pocket, and Declan. We've got Before I Die with you, Jesse Pierce, and Ross Brendel. We've got Purple Access, sort of middle to late in the week, alternating with Chip Scoggin, Star Tribune, and Tyler Fornis from Vikings Wire. Mm -hmm. And then uh, we've got our Vikings Ventline live postgame show. So if you just jumped on board maybe this offseason for Purple Daily and you haven't experienced the place to be after Vikings games right when that game ends, or if they're down by six touchdowns in the first half. And I'm half. forced to leave by my, my supposed brothers on this show. Yeah. They strong army into leaving, and I missed the greatest comeback. Oh, just in the history of the NFL. Yeah. So sometimes we go live at halftime if it looks really <laughs> bleak and you guys want it. But uh, Vikings Vent Line live on the Purple Daily YouTube channel. So some people have been asking, hey, why don't you guys go live more often? We're going to be live Vent Line after games, live Monday morning at 9 o'clock on the Purple Daily YouTube channel, and then our, our Friday, Feedback Friday live stream at, uh, I believe it's still going to be 10 o'clock on Fridays for you guys as well. So... Um, and then bonus episodes, we've got room for all sorts of different stuff this year, and we're super fired up. So anything else to add on the schedule front there? I think I covered everything. I think you got it all. No, nope, I'm set to go. Excited to be back in the mix with Booney. Yes. Excited yeah. for Bo Excited for Booney to drop his first three F-bombs. Yeah, you know, I think we're just going to let Boone be Boone this year. You know, it's going to save Declan some editing. we got a couple other podcasts at Hubbard now. That, Tom that Bernard, yeah. Tom Bernard has set the standard at this point, so I think we're I think we're good to go. Don't tell anybody. Yeah, PG-13, but it'll be a lot more fun. <laughs> yes. So, all right, let's, uh, let's throw it to Judd here for five things that need to be different for the 2023 Vikings 
I'll say to win to win a division, to maintain a standard sure. of of uh, at least division success here. Very fair. Number one is is something we know that we're going to see, but I think it's going to be really interesting to watch it play out. And that is the put your hand on the sounder. The use of more twelve personnel, which Football. is going to be the Vikings not sort of transitioning from McVay's Rams with O'Connell to not completely away from what Kevin learned with the Rams, but Kyle Shanahan in San Francisco with um, with one running back and two tight ends, namely the newly signed uh, T.J. Hawkinson, who of course is is almost a hybrid receiver, and let's just say uh, Josh Oliver, newly signed from Baltimore, who is a hoss and who is going to be a blocking presence. Um, I think it's going to give the Vikings more options in terms of blocking. I think it's going to give the Vikings probably um, an improvement, hopefully for them, in the run game. And I also think it's going to give Kirk Cousins the ability. I think Kirk Cousins, because if you do, if you go with 12 personnel, you're probably going to bootleg a little bit more, which Kirk Cousins actually good at. So like he's not, I'm not saying running, but I'm going to say he's going to work in the boots. And when he works in the boots, he's actually good. Um, And it was pretty easily established that TJ Hawkinson was a favorite of Kirk Cousins once obtained from Detroit last year. So I think the use of 12 personnel is going to be, um, it's going to be very intriguing to see where that goes, what that's, what that allows and how it's going to affect both the run and the pass game. Uh, Yeah, I think. I think it could actually improve both, you know, because you've you've especially with Hawkinson in the mix. All of the talk about eleven personnel a year ago didn't involve Hawkinson because he wasn't on the team. It was sort of wishful thinking on Irv Smith, right, that he could maybe rise up and and be this receiving tight end. But I think you can you can run twelve personnel, which is again one running back, two tight ends, two wide receivers, and you can have Justin Jefferson. Jordan Addison or KJ Osborne and TJ Hawkinson all on the field at the same time and still have three very viable pass catchers out there and be set up just better in terms of size and blocking in the right. You know, you're now you're swapping out, let's say maybe a, a, a rookie diminutive uh, receiver in Jordan Addison for Josh Oliver as a run blocker on the perimeter. Right. So I think it's smart, man. Like and this offensive line, too, is is better overall as a run blocking unit than a pass protection unit. So even without Dalvin cook, so maybe you're downgrading in terms of personnel running back. I love it for the running game. I love it. How many times do you, know, when you play the 49ers who run all sorts of 12 personnel with different packages and sub packages, I think teams like, I think they were one in 16 or maybe it was Owen 17 the week after playing San Francisco, their defense beats you up, but so does their offense. Mm-hmm. Did teams really feel that way against the Vikings last year? I guess we could go through no. and see what the records were. No, but I, it no, didn't feel did like not. they were phys- no. physically punishing teams. They were not. Right? Yeah. No. So that's the, the first one because I think it's going to be a it's going to be a large philosophical shift that I think is going to help the quarterback. I think is going to help the run game and ultimately uh, probably is going to uh, pay off in the pass game as well the only thing i'm if they're going to really borrow a page and i don't don't know this but we saw some stuff like this in training camp if they're going to really borrow a page from the niners i guess my question is this are they also going to get more creative with their wide receivers in the backfield at times i'm not saying that they have a debo because they don't but you know there's things that you can do to uh, throw teams off a bit uh justin jefferson certainly 
you know, goes in motion quite a bit. He, I've seen him carry the ball out of the backfield. I wonder if they would do that occasionally more often, not because, and again, this is the important thing, not because it's going to result in a huge play in and of itself, but because it could help result in a huge play because teams are now like, Oh, we got to account for that. Yeah. So while you're accounting for that, do the Vikings then come back and, and strike because the team was a little bit paralyzed. And this also goes back to one very simple thing for as much as we watched Dalvin cook and his big runs against the dolphins and bills for the lack of effectiveness that the Vikings run game had play action becomes less and less of a threat. And I know that play action gets debated a lot, but it's not a debate. If a opposing team is afraid of your run game, play action is going to work pretty damn well. If an opposing team is like, no, you're not going to run. Or if you do, we're going to stop you. Mm-hmm. They're not. So again, I think that this is, it's a chess game. So there's a lot of things that the Vikings could do and will do that aren't meant to result in huge plays from that one sequence. The result to um, to create confusion to result in huge plays down the road. Yes, it's all, I mean, what was the phrase that KOC used a year and a half ago? The illusion of complexity. Yeah. When you run more 12 personnel, you just have a better chance of creating uh, deception for the defense, it feels like. Now, 11 personnel, when you have three wide receivers out, you know, maybe there's more opportunities for big plays. If you've got you know three wide receivers, one one's going to have maybe a one-on-one with a nickel cornerback that can't keep up or something. But And we saw definitely saw some of that at the end of games last year where, all right, we, gotta, we just got to – Go down the field 75 yards, and the Vikings had guys that could. I mean, I think they're going to be upgraded now. Maybe this is a segue uh, to one of your next ones, but just by having Jordan Addison out there instead of Adam Thielen in either 11 or 12 personnel, I feel like is a bigger advantage compared to where we were a year ago. And I, I actually think that, and, and this could certainly be the second one, I actually think that TJ Hawkinson replaces Thielen as, as much or more than Jordan does because I think I think the goal is for Addison to bring a wrinkle the Vikings simply did not have, mm-hmm. which is a co-threat to Jefferson. KJ Osborne's a nice three, and I think he might have a very good year. And he's certainly going to benefit assuming that there's health in the wide receiver room. He's going to benefit from Addison and Jefferson as well. But Addison, and and you saw this at the practices you attended, Phil, you know, his route running is damn good. He is small, which concerns me, but everything he does looks like it's done with a purpose. At least it did. And so I actually think that Hawkinson's going to become um, the baby blanket that Thielen was for Cousins, and Addison's going to be the one who creates real problems and helps free up Jefferson because – you know, how long had it been since Thielen was a legit deep threat? He was at one time. Oh, man, it, about, it wasn't fi- about like, five years. Yeah, it didn't fall off the table last year. It gradually subsided. Addison's going to reintroduce that. But I think as far as like the guy, the guy that um, Kirk Cousins is going to look to if he feels Jefferson is not in the mix is still going to be Hawkinson. I did find it intriguing that, that in uh, Ben Gessling's Sunday story about Kevin O'Connell's second year. I think it was offensive coordinator Wes Phillips who volunteered. We don't have the pl- we don't have that fourth and eight three yard throw in the playbook now. Yeah, so it's basically gone. So I'm not 
predicting bad things, but I do think that there's going to be different people in different roles because Thielen was definitely that safety blanket um, that I think Hawkinson is now going to become. Addison actually provides a real threat with the ball in his hands or not because he has to be accounted for. And you could, you know, I think the biggest question for Addison was, hey, when you look at some of his his scores at the combine and like his, you know, uh, relative athletic score, or whatever, his Raz score. Love that Raz. He's not a burner, but he put up big numbers. So how does that translate? What is he fast enough? You know, size wise, I do think there's some questions, but when you watched him run routes against the opposing first team defense in practice, when you watched him run routes in the joint practices mm-hmm. that he was a part of, you can see that the football speed is dialed in football. more yes. than maybe the yeah. testing and the combine speed. Yes. Or, oh, my God, there's a five-yard separation between Jordan Addison and a starting cornerback, not because he's running a 4-3-5, but because he can get out of breaks. 100%. He can right? He can, he can find angles with his routes, whatever. That was the biggest thing that stood out to me with him. Yes. Yes, your, your route creates your speed, wow. right? That's profound. Football. But I mean, you look at these moves, double moves. Like if you if you can run a crisp route, and it sounds stupid because well, he's an athlete. Of course he can. Not all guys can. If you can run a crisp route, that's what creates separation. Straight line speed in all of sports might be the most overrated thing when it comes to that position in mm-hmm. particular. Okay, you have straight line speed. That's awesome. Can you run the route? Can you catch the ball? Yeah, because how many times are you actually just running straight line down the field? And let's yeah. say you are Randy Moss in the late '90s. You know they can they can still put a safety over there. And t- sometimes people think like every single play Randy Moss. No, there was there was a lot of times where teams would just take Randy Moss out of a game until he got better at maybe underneath routes and intermediate routes, which is where yes. he really blossomed year two, three, four. And be- because this position has improved so much, corners now probably are as good of athletes. They might not catch the ball as well, right? But as far as like footwork goes, they're probably as good as a lot of receivers are. So again, I know what route I'm supposed to run. You think you do. Can I outsmart you there? That's the that's the nuance. Yes. It's not the, hey, let's just run as fast as we can. This isn't grade school football, unfortunately. It's the NFL. Football. This is the National Football League. This is the yeah. National which means not Football for long, League. Which football. means not for long if you're not good. All right, uh, item number three here, things that need to be different. Well, actually, it's going to be sponsored. It's going to be sponsored by my friends. Hold on a second. Wait for it. At Surly. In my hand, I hold the Before I Die can. Thank you, thank you very much, Phil. The Before I Die can speaks to the mission of, the, of Vikings fans, Purple Daily fans, speaks to the mission of the team. In fact, Kevin O'Connell said people were coming up to him at a, uh, a store in the offseason, saying, just one coach before I die. Well, how would you like to drink the beer where it came from? That's from our friends at Surly Brewing, which, of course, have a ton of great beers. Uh, but before I die, very appropriate as the home opener approaches. Yes. Uh, so get on in there. I saw, man, it was, there was two days ago, uh, I saw a tower of the before I die lager in our local liquor store. And because uh, we had a, a fun night a couple days ago, we went back. Two days later, and that tower was almost gone. So a bunch of people went in there and got to get ready for the season. Uh, A shout-out, too, to our friends over at Power Lodge and Miller Marine. 
So we are okay. I know a lot of you guys are, oh, it's the last day of summer today. It's not the last day of summer. It's going to be 95 degrees tomorrow, too. It's like, yes. You can still find ways to get out on the water, enjoy one of these pontoons. I say until October 1st, it is still summer. Or I guess September, would it be September 22nd? Whatever the actual the actual date of uh, the start of fall is. But uh, we're also looking on the horizon. Players, ATVs, and snowmobiles. You got Power Lodge locations in Brainerd, Ramsey, Anamia, Sock Rapids, and Miller Marine in St. Cloud. Uh, MillerMarine.com and PowerLodge.com. And one more shout-out here, Judd. Let's talk about our friends at Ugly Deck and UglyDeck.com. Oh, most definitely. Look at that deck right there. Why did she go from looking concerned to being happy as can be? It's because Ugly Deck, they, they can... They can help you put up a deck that's going to save you ten thousand dollars uglydeck.com is the diy assist program where ugly deck installs your footings and the ledger designs and assists with your project and you finish the deck and save thousands you get a free diy coach who will help you from start to finish it's like a quarterback coach you're the quarterback but you get help from the coach it's fantastic half of the uglydeck.com diy customers they've never framed a deck before but you can diy it with their help again average savings i'll say this slowly because it's so huge between 10 and 11 grand. Woo. If you go to their website, you can pick out your deck and check out all the great national brand products they carry. Right now, they are uh, in the midst of their fall promotion. $500 off. Just tell them Judd sent you or uh, Purple Daily did, but make sure that you tell them that because it obviously helps us as you save thousands. Late summer and fall, perfect time to build a deck. So get started now on their website. It's uglydeck.com. Click on DIY. Again, you're the quarterback. They are the quarterback coach, the offensive guru. And between the two of you, you're going to save thousands on a great new deck. Yes. And thank you guys for supporting our sponsors here on Purple Daily and across Score North. Helps us keep churning out uh, daily Minnesota sports content. Okay, back to the things that need to be different for the 2023 Vikings to win this division and have success. Transitioning from the offensive side of the football to the defensive side, obviously Brian Flores defense and how it holds up um brian flores comes here with a lot of critical acclaim for all of us who watch training camp practices it was obvious they gave the offense a ton of problems i don't know that kirk cousins and company appreciated it but um it was a different look it is the it is far more the look that kevin o'connell tried to get a year ago when ed donatel promised the vic fangio and instead installed what looked like a tampa two So this is, but I mean, this is among the most important things because as we continue to talk about, look, the offense, it needs to improve consistency, but it has the potential to like, you look at the, you look at the guts of the offense and yes, interior offensive line concerns me a bit, but the guts of the offense skill position wise looks really, really good defense. It's going to be a lot of coaching and there's going to be a lot of looks and Brian Flores is going to try to keep teams off balance as he possibly can. Uh, this is, you know, this is something where I wouldn't be surprised if the Vikings defensively actually get off to a decent start. But then the question becomes, once adjustments are made, what do they do? Floor is a very sharp guy, but the defense needs to be, I think the fair word, Phil, is solid. The defense needs, it doesn't need to be great. It doesn't need to be the steel curtain. Uh, it doesn't not need to be the Miami Dolphins killer bees. It just needs to be solid. But, you know, if they can be mid-pack, it's going to be a huge improvement. And that's important. Yes. In fact, I was trying to I was going to maybe pull up a clip of something here, but uh, my my secondary computer isn't cooperating. I was going to pull up a clip of just like the it was a, a random fourth quarter play. The Flores, a bunch of backups in the game against the Cardinals in that third preseason game. 
And and by the way, we we will be doing not only film breakdowns of like the Vikings offense and offensive line. I think where Boone can be helpful too is running clips of the Flores defense and how the opposing offensive lines struggle to to figure it out. But one of the staples in the Flores defense is to put seven players on the line of scrimmage. Oftentimes, only one or two of them will have an actual hand in the ground. Mm-hmm. So you got maybe two down linemen or one down lineman, a couple edge rushers, and then two or three members of the secondary and or a linebacker in there. And so the five offensive linemen, a running back, and maybe a tight end have to identify, okay, who's got who, where are we sliding protection? But then what happens is this is a key to watch out for, and it's I don't know why more defensive coordinators don't do stuff like this. It is risky because obviously if you on the back end, if if, if you can't bail fast enough, but what will happen is he shows seven up front. Two of them aren't coming. Five of them are, right? But the two that aren't coming will take two hard steps in and engage quickly with a blocker and then bail so that those blockers can't. So those blockers are now committed to essentially a ghost. And now maybe you've stacked like a two on one situation on the edge over here and a cornerback runs free because guess what? That guard had to engage with the defensive tackle, even though the the tackle bailed. It was like, hey, if he puts his hands on me, I can't like slide right. And, and pick up the overload over here. So, I mean, it's football overload. overload. It is. Ah, I love it. Yeah. It's going to be a blast to watch is the summary. Absolutely. And, and again, it's going to be a chess match all season long because if Tampa Bay struggles against it, guess what? It's not going to be a long week to look at film, but the Eagles are going to try to make adjustments off of that. Right. Yeah. So like, mm-hmm. this is going to be a marvelous back and forth and a fun one. Um, Honestly, I think Vikings fans should just be pleased that I think they're going to see a competitive defense. Because that was crap last year. Let's call it spade a spade. That was crap. O'Connell's biggest mistake was he got sold a bill of goods. And Donatel came here and ran something that looked like it was from 1998. Yeah. Um, but that being said, I think this is going to be intriguing. And it's tough because you don't want Flores to be one and done. But if he is, probably means he did a damn good job, too. Yeah, and I don't. I I would be shocked if this defense all of a sudden just jumped up into the top ten or the top eight because I don't know that they have the talent to do that. I don't know. I don't think they have the defensive down linemen to do it. I question some of the cornerbacks and the injuries and stuff and the inexperience at linebacker. But yeah, the the scheme should be worth a few notches up the ladder. And then if Hunter stays healthy, if Davenport stays healthy and actually and finishes some of the pressures. Yeah, there's there's more talent on this defense than than a lot of the talking heads have been saying. I mean, Ivan Pace was one of the best linebackers in college football the last five years. He's going to get snaps for you. You've got Byron Murphy Jr., who's actually, according to Pro Football Focus, uh, one of the best one on one cornerback cover guys in the NFL. Right. So. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I think I don't think they have uh, you know top five defensive talent, but with a better scheme and with more talent than people think. We'll see. We'll yeah, see and happens. part of the problem there is, and th- you know, this is true across the league, so it's a no duh statement. But part of the problem there is is or issue is health, right? Like M- Murphy missed a good portion of 2022. If he goes down, you're in big trouble. Obviously, you know, Hunter, same thing. Because they don't have a lot of depth there. But 
the fourth talking point is partially that it's the young guys. It's Ivan Pace. It's Brian Asamoah, Asamoah, whatever he wants to call himself. Asamoah, Asamoah. You're the one Asamoah. that uncovered you it. You told me Asamoah, but then I saw a clip that he said Asamoah in some uh, in something that was filmed, I think, probably during June or something. But anyway, um, Makai Blackman, who I think they really like. I think they're going to put a lot of – I don't think they have any trust in Booth Jr., but I think they really like third-round pick Makai Blackman. Um, Josh Metellus's role, which I think is going to be super intriguing. So, like, there are two, – to your point, I guess this is – what this is is this is an opportunity for some young guys to move into the I-know-their-name category. <laughs> The uh, yeah. not the oh, it's just young cornerbacks. There, I'm I'm very concerned. This is really going to be the opportunity now, Phil, for uh, for a, a handful of guys at least to establish themselves as long term solutions. And once you know, if that happens, especially if it starts out positive, 2024, you're going to be a lot more comfortable talking about the potential for this defense. But that being said, like this is this is a great opportunity as guys get replaced here a fantastic opportunity for young guys who appear to have skill to really emerge. Yeah. I don't think you necessarily need 11 uh, borderline pro bowlers to have a, a really good defense. You, but you need someone or multiple guys at every position group or level. You need at least a couple guys in the edge defensive line group that can wreak havoc. You need at least an Eric Kendricks and then somebody else who's competent at your linebacker spots, right? You're going to need probably at least two very good cornerbacks, and maybe there's a third one you can kind of make work. Harrison Smith, you know what you're getting. If you know, Unless the age cliff comes maybe faster than we thought. You you know what you're getting with Harrison Smith. You know what you're getting with Daniel Hunter if he's healthy. Mm-hmm. And then the rest of it, we're going to have to sort of sort out and see. Mm-hmm. And then the last talking point, talking point five, in anticipation of opening day for the Vikings on Sunday is this one. Pivoting back to the offensive side of the ball, it might be the one sort of, uh, I don't know about this one. It's the guards, and and it is especially Ed Ingram in year two. You know, the Vikings, to their credit or not, pick your your poison here, uh, the Vikings stuck with Ed Ingram every game last year. And it was rough to watch at various times. I think he improved, but that's not saying a lot. And as you have have referenced before, I think the PFF grades put Ingram and Cleveland as the two worst pass protection guards, starting guards, in the league. Yeah. So it's the guards, but I think it is especially Ingram because Cleveland's a free agent, and he might have to be replaced regardless. But this is only year two in the four-year contract of Ed. And when you invested what the Vikings did a year ago, which was, I think, just about every offensive snap, and it was bad at times, and they never bailed. I don't even think that there was, as much as we talked about it, an inclination to bail in 2022. Ed Ingram, to me, absolutely positively has to take a significant step. Or, or again, that 2022 draft, as much as we've tried to be positive, takes a step back. Because I don't think you can put up with another you know if, if it's eight games and he has not improved i think at some point the plug has to be pulled right like I and don't there's think options can, yeah but i just i don't think we can be 
sitting here in December and being like, well, hopefully he improves in this game or in 2024. So that is one of the biggest things is Ed Ingram was what a day two pick. He's a guy that they obviously have faith in. They scouted him. They drafted him. Now he has to prove something. Yeah. And I think, I think what's even more annoying about that first draft for Kwesi is we know the way that his brain operates in terms of stocks and value and, and, you know, even like clearing out Dalvin Cook and going running back by committee. He clearly doesn't value running back correctly, by the way, like other positions. So so then you would you would think that he understands that, hey, there's some other positions too besides running back, like guard, linebacker. He didn't draft a linebacker. He found Ivan Pace undrafted, right? Uh, I guess Asamo was drafted two years ago, right? In the fourth round or whatever. But like, don't not using first round picks on linebackers around here. Yep. But he used a first round pick on a safety and a second round pick on a guard. Yep. And when you use that kind of draft capital on those positions, they they gotta be like immediate contributors. At the very least, they have to just be kind of league average players that are plug and play. And we're not talking about them being bust. The fact that you might have had a first round safety as a bust and a second round guard as a bust. Right. At least take a shot on an edge rusher or an interior defensive lineman, you know, a a guy who can get after quarterbacks, you know, another weapon on offense or something, or a quarterback in the first or second rounds. But if we're working on safeties and guards in the first and second round, what what are we doing here? So for that reason, too, I think for Kwesi's sake, Ed Ingram panning out would take a little bit more of the stink off that 2022 first draft for him. Yeah, because scenes, uh, Seen's going to play special teams once he's healthy, and I don't know if he's going to be prepared to play for Tampa on Sunday. But, yeah, Seen's not going to play on the defense unless somebody gets hurt. Because Metellus is sort of taking the role that I think that they envisioned for Seen. Now, they're claiming that eventually Seen's going to become their the replacement for Harrison Smith. But there's a long way to go there. And And, you know, keep in mind, fastball or not, Harrison Smith's one of the smartest safeties in the game. Mm -hmm. Like with what Brian Flores is going to ask his safeties to do, I can tell you right now, you need to be incredibly bright. Yep. And and it appears, you know, for sure Harrison is. And when they've talked about, and I think it was actually at the opening day press conference for training camp, Harrison Smith said that Josh Metellus could basically be a coach right now. He's like, he could run, he could run the room. He can run a film session. This guy knows everything. And so that's the question. Like, where is, where is seen at? Not just in terms of play, but in terms of his football acumen too. And so, yeah, I'm, I'm with you. One of those two, and it's almost certainly going to have to be Ingram needs to start paying off immediately. Yeah. Like right now. Yep. So those are five things that uh, need to be different. Five talking points to keep an eye on. If the Vikings are to repeat as, NFC North Division champions and see what happens in the playoffs. So we're super pumped. Week one is here. The first injury report comes out on Wednesday. We'll have write oh, yeah. that down predictions for the season and for, for week one on Wednesday. I also forgot we're going to do our, our Saturday Purple Picks episode, just like we did last year where we we pick the game. Um, we go through sort of some of the what the market is saying, some of the sports books about the upcoming matchup. So yeah, this is definitely the place to be every single day during the Viking season. Purple Daily, Daily Vikings Entertainment. Uh, also powered by our friends over at Nutrisource. Judd, the official dog food 
oh. of uh, of our dogs here on Purple Daily and Scornarth. There's Maya giving me the when are we going to have lunch look. Yeah, I was going to say, right is there. she content there or like get me my food? Because, yeah. you know, Stella right there, I'm going to tell you right now. She told me to. She said, you back off. I want to do the endorsement because I'm the one who eats this stuff. And the training roids treats from Nutrisource are absolutely fantastic. So you make sure that it's me telling them, not you. What do you know? And she's sort of right about that. So take it from Stella. The Nutrisource lifestyle when it comes to food, it's the only lifestyle that your dog should lead. Yesterday, went to the local Nutrisource uh, pet store in town for us. And by the way, NutrisourcePetFoods.com to find a full list of Nutrisource-friendly locations. And Maya hit the jackpot. She got the, a new bag of Nutrisource chicken and rice food, a new bag of the salmon-flavored uh, Nutrisource treats, and some kombucha. So oh, pretty just a, just a basket huh? full of Nutrisource things. Yeah, huh? very exciting for her. I'm glad that, that you took her, her list and bought from it. <laughs> yeah, she uh, she had a couple other things on that list too. But I said, no, Maya, we don't. Yeah, no, we don't need any more toys. We don't need Argentinian. Stella's, Stella's uh, toys are just here. all. She takes her toys and just scatters them throughout the house. I'm running around after the dog trying to pick up her toys. I'm not a maintenance guy for her. What's going on? Yeah, you are actually. Oh, and I am for Maya. Yeah. So okay. All right. Thanks for hanging out with us here on this Labor Day. We hope you guys have enjoyed or enjoying your long weekend. And we are here for you all week long with a boatload of Vikings content leading into week one. Vikings vent line right after that Vikings Buccaneers game finishes up on the Purple Daily YouTube channel. We'll see you guys tomorrow.